Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Career.PM podcast. This is Greg Prickrell, one of the co-founders at Career.PM and your host today. And I am super excited to have with me Annabella Cesario. She is Director of Product Operations at OutSystems. So we'll do a quick introduction, and then we are going to dive into this topic of product ops. Uh, if you read literature, if you read sites, blogs about product management, you've heard of this topic, but you may be like me, you don't have direct experience and are curious about it. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, know that this is a kind of up and coming topic in product management circles. And I think it's just going to get more and more uh, important. So thanks so much for joining us today, Annabella. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me here. I'm really, really excited to share with you uh, and, and the folks on, on the, the podcast, my experiences and insights about product operations. Wonderful. It's really a pleasure to be here. Great. Uh, so can you first just give us your best, you know, kind of couple of minutes on your background in PM, maybe this transition to uh, product ops, and then tell us a little bit about OutSystems, what you do. Okay, so as you said, uh, I'm currently leading the product operation team at OutSystems that I found, I believe, one year ago. Yeah, it was in March 2020. And uh, for the, one, the, the, the ones that don't know OutSystems, OutSystems' mission is to give every organization the power to innovate through software. We have a market leader platform that helps organizations build platforms uh, fast, right, and for the future. Returning to me, uh, I joined OutSystems in 2016 to bootstrap a product ownership practice. Uh, and later I moved to product management in 2018. In the beginning, we had engineering, uh, product ownership in engineering and PM uh, as a separate areas. And then in 2018, we, we kind of uh, moved product ownership to PM. Uh, prior to that, I was working in information systems consultings uh, at uh, General Electric and Novavaz, uh, guiding large teams and complex programs. Uh, back then, with a really strong focus on customer centricity, and that helped me a lot in this new PM um, phase. Um, and also, uh, I have uh, studied management and computer science in Universidade Minho in the north of Portugal. Uh, and what can I say more? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm an energetic person and always optimistic about the future. Uh, when I'm not working, you can find me practicing yoga, uh, jogging, traveling, when COVID allows it, of course, uh, and reading. And to conclude, my next goal uh, on my bucket list for a long, long, long time is to learn how to play the guitar. So it's kind of an old dream that I need to practice more to, to accomplish. Yeah, very cool. Good. Next time we have you on the podcast, you can play us something. <laughs> okay, so who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Uh, so I would like to just take a kind of traditional product management approach to dissecting this topic. So I always tell, you know, the people I'm coaching, the people that I'm teaching, that you first have to understand the problems that you're solving. Before you think about the solution, you should understand the problems. And I'm curious if you can express product ops in that light. What are the key organizational problems that this discipline addresses? Okay, so uh, 
as you said, and it's funny you mentioned that because we start this journey one year ago with the proper mindset. We start a discovery phase uh, and we have talked with all our company stakeholders and even our um, customers. Uh, and we have realized that one of the main issues that, for instance, the PM team had back then is that uh, they spent a lot, a lot of time in, in the office, uh, working and dealing with the, the, the processes and the tools, defining their own templates uh, instead of going and visit customers and be more uh, uh, focused on customer understanding, customer problems and, and customers' solution. Uh, and in our case, what the product operations did, it was to help them to, to spend less time in these tasks that don't allow uh, so much value to, to the company and go to visit customers. We, we, define, we help them defining um, the proper templates, defining the proper processes. Uh, so I think this is one of the, the things that we did. Also, um, and, and the, from the conversations with the customers, uh, what we have realized is that the, our stakeholders, especially the field teams, our solution architects, our, our other sales guy, they felt that they were very, very apart from uh, our PM team. Uh, and sometimes they, they didn't understood um, the, why we were changing some release notes, some the dates on the roadmap were changing. So uh, we felt that in this case, also product operations could help. What we did is we, we sit with them and we define an end-to-end uh, product engagement uh, process uh, with stakeholders where we define uh, how we should relate in the inbound and outbound activities. Um, and this was really, really important. Uh, together with the uh, communication cadence, we had defined a, a set of meetings and um, where we interact with them and, and share with them uh, product feedback, but especially it's a time for them to talk with PM and they feel much, much more uh, related to this nowadays. I think these were the two main um, problems that we faced. So, We've got product managers who are busy anyway, who are spending too much time figuring out how to do their work, what tools and templates to use. You took away some of that pain, you provide that, and then they're free to actually do valuable work for the product team. And then it sounds like, especially with customer facing stakeholders, the yeah. communication wasn't where it needed to be. Setting those things up, doing that engagement takes time, takes planning. So again, you're taking that off the PM's plate. So they're spending time doing the communication instead of setting it all up. So it really sounds like you are just kind of facilitating product managers work yeah. so that they can be more effective. They can get more done. Are you tired of product management 101 courses? At Career.PM, we have developed a set of exciting, interactive, challenging workshops so that in one day or two half-day sessions, you can become an expert in product strategy, prioritization, road mapping, presentation skills, and more. For more information, visit us at career.pm. Yeah, that's it. And, and if you want, I, I, I can also share some some imp with the impact that these two actions had at our systems.
for instance, regarding the, the, the product management team, we have increased uh, by 30% the PM's efficiency. And why? Because we have adopted um, a product management tool. It's called Product Board. I don't know if you guys know it, but he, he helped us a, a lot to centralize and use it as a unique source of truth for, for PM. In this tool, we, we manage all the, the customers and all the stakeholders insights. We also manage and prioritize initiatives and have our own views of the roadmap to share with different stakeholders. For instance, with the, the CEO uh, as our VP does um, on a monthly basis, but also for instance, with field on monthly sessions, we have that. And this, and why the 30%? Because this, with this um, centralized tool, we have addressed 60% of the, the internal PM use cases. Once again, as you said, to, to give them back time to, to, to go and work on, with customers and understand the market. Yeah, very nice. So I think we read a lot about these tools and probably overlook the fact that just adopting the tool takes time and effort, evolving the tool takes time and effort, setting it up, setting up these meetings and this engagement, we overlook this total cost of ownership, which is right, ironic as product managers, that we adopt these things, we think it's all net gain, but there actually has to be somebody who configures that thing and make sure that it gets used and so forth. And regarding tools, I think the tool is very important, but what, what was a, a, a game changing for us, it was uh, setting up the process on top of the tool. As a lot of tools, they are very, very customizable. So, but in this case, okay, we know what our PMs should do. We know what are the challenges. So we define the process uh, on top of the tool that guides PMs on a simpler way. Yeah, and of course, that's a much bigger and better point, which is the tool should support the ideal process. You right. shouldn't necessarily right, adapt your process to meet the needs of the tool. And I guess too much of that uh, happens. Uh, do you feel like product ops is only relevant at really big, mature product companies? No. Um, um, it's a good question. Let me think um, a little bit about it. Okay, I think that um, product operations, it, it's important for any company at any stage. I think that it's easier to, to justify the investment on a product operations area if you are a product-led company, especially in a hyper-growth stage, like for instance, uh, we are now. Um, because it's, it's, it, you really need to grow, you need to scale, you need to improve the efficiency of your team so, and train them so they can, can grow. Um, but for instance, even for a, for, a, for a smaller startup, it's important to have someone uh, to, that is focused on, on addressing these tools and processes, uh, even the communication issues. So I think it's always important um, but probably instead of having one product operations manager in a smaller company, you will have, for instance, nine, like we have today uh, at Odd Systems. But um, I think it's important in every company. Yeah, it sounds like this mindset is important all the time, thinking about our processes, how the tools support them, how we're going to communicate with people, how we can be more productive. And I guess as an organization, I would get to a certain point where it actually makes sense to take somebody 
Can you foresee like having somebody for a while do product ops part-time? Would that be one way to adopt it that you've got somebody like a product owner or somebody who's at least spending part of their time really focused on those things? Or do you think it takes kind of a full time? Okay, if you have the budget, I would recommend have it uh, uh, 100% full time because uh, being a product operations manager requires you to be on the, the zone, focus on addressing uh, the, 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 the understanding our customers. It's a little bit like PM. We need to have someone understanding our uh, customers, trying to, to define solutions for the problems. Um, but if you don't have the time, okay, so I think you guys should take what you get. So 30% is better than nothing. Uh, and, and I think the, the difference is that the impact will take probably more time if you have only 30% than if you are a full-time. But uh, from my, my experience, Take what you get. Everything is better than nothing. Sure, absolutely. And if I now think about a product manager seeing value in this and trying to sell it, pitch it to their leadership, I can imagine there would be a lot of resistance. I can imagine people saying, why should I hire a PM who isn't going to build features, who isn't going to get me you know, more yeah. information about markets? How should people address that kind of resistance? What's the line of argumentation you would take? I think, and, and since we are talking uh, with PMs, and I was PM uh, in before I, uh, I started this challenge, I think you can think like a PM, okay? You, you need to build a business case. And to do that, you need to understand your customers. And if you are, in this case, internal customers, but they are customers anyway. And if you if you approach the subject like you are solving their problem and you can quantify the problem, um, this will help. In our case, um, okay, my VP was a sponsor uh, of this, so I didn't have to justify it in the beginning, uh, but he gave me the challenge and it worked very well. If you focus on solving the, the, the right problem, uh, uh, that will um, help you to explain the, 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 the challenge and justify the need. Sorry, I was meant to say that. Okay, so. That makes sense. So there shouldn't just be some open discussion about how uh, product ops is cool. There has to be some kind of a business case, just like yeah. everything else you do. You have to address pain, think about the value proposition, what the positive outcomes on the business could be and uh, approach it. So I know you went through formal kind of product discovery, but did you start with the idea of having a pilot, like a very small team helping one product or did you roll it out more broadly? No, okay. When I start, I, I already had uh, the team was myself and more two product operations uh, guy, uh, people. And what what I did in the beginning was okay. So I from the discovery, I realized the problem. We have defining uh, defining defined operating model that allowed us to prioritize all the, the feedback customer feedback based on the impact that we would have if we solve the problem. And then we select the two more important uh, problems. So our impact comes from that uh, operating model. It was uh, really important for us. And then uh, with the time we start uh, solving those problems and the team, the, 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 the results starting to appear, 
our VP was happier, um, happy with the results. And then we grow and start having more people because we the, the, the need was justified. We had the problems prioritized and we start solving the problems. And especially if you are in the beginning and you need to find a sponsor, try to see who could be your sponsor and try to act on solving his, his problem. For instance, in our case, it was our VP. So I always thought, how can I help my VP to solve this problem? For instance, uh, we need to have more product data to support a business strategy, uh, uh, product strategy. So I think for us, it, it uh, was like that. Yeah, great. You know, so I guess if you want to influence your leadership, demonstrate to them how you will help them be successful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very nice. And, you know, product management, for example, our days are varied, but I can say, you know, well, I spend some of my time talking to stakeholders. I do some release planning. I do these things. Can you give me an idea of what your day or week looks like? If somebody is in product ops, specifically, what are they doing? What are some of the key activities that I would expect? Okay, so uh, in our case, it depends on the on the, the focus of each one. Okay, the model that we have designed is that we hire uh, people with potential and for instance, people that are problem solvers that communicate well and they can lead by influence so they can make things happen. And based on that, and depending on the problem that we are trying to solve, we direct that person quarterly. We have quarterly goals and we direct that uh, person to be focused on solving a specific problem, always based on their core competences. But for instance, what we do is we have um, a guy that is 50% uh, focused only on um, gathering customer and uh, managing customer insights and all stakeholders insights. So in product board, we have uh, a lot of feedback that is um, centralized and categorized and associated with product initiatives. For instance, you have one and that, that same guy, it's, it's responsible for all the inbound communication, setting the, the, the communication cadence, having meetings with them, uh, explaining the tool, all of that. I have another one that is focused on the outbound communication. Okay, so we have releases, explain the content of releases, the launches, also road mapping, and especially being there for them every month to talk with the solution architects, with the essays and so on. Then uh, we also have a program management area. We ha I have two program managers that are managing all the cross company uh, big programs. Um, more. Oh, this this um, this year we, we launched uh, my one very very cool initiative is that B two B Product Management Academy, and uh, I've hired uh, Patricia uh, to lead that academy, and uh, it's it's my 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 baby. I think it's mm -hmm. my. I'm really excited with this initiative. The goal of the B two B PM Academy is to train internally uh, out systems PMs to cope with this hyper growth phase. Okay, in the beginning, once again, they were kind of, okay, so I was used to think like a startup product manager. Now, how can I grow and to, to, to help the company to achieve this, this necessary growth? So we, we set up this academy. We um, are talking with the, the best 
gurus of product management, for instance, Melissa Perry, Bruce McCarthy, and so on. So they can come and uh, teach us and adapt the, their methodologies to our reality. So mm -hmm. to help us, it's, it's really cool. Um, and more, more. And I think that I'm, I'm kind of always supporting my VP, uh, kind of like um, supporting him uh, more in strategic uh, stuff, for instance, like supporting uh, strategy definition and even hiring a, a little bit like kind of a, also director of product operations and the chief of staff. So hmm. very interesting. Uh, I'm curious, what is what was the biggest kind of learning? Did you make any mistakes or did you have any kind of false assumptions as you got into this? What was maybe your biggest learning that was also kind of painful? Oh, very good. Okay, so um, I'm 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 all uh, I used to define myself as an optim a realistic optimist. So I tend to see uh, difficulties like challenges, but. I think the, the biggest learn and mistake was is that um, we are in, in the middle of so many stakeholders, so many stakeholders to manage that it's difficult to manage all of them at the same time. In the beginning, we try to, 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 to address all the concerns and try to, to not satisfy their needs, but to address the concerns. And then we realized that it's not possible. We are only, back then we are three, only three. We cannot address 15 type of different stakeholders in the company. So what we've decided to do is to create that operating model that allowed us to prioritize. And with that, we really were focused on solving, as I said, two, two big problems. And um, it worked very well because the those customers, uh, stakeholders, sorry, that were uh, at least very impacted back then, they, they, they became our promoters because they were so happy with the result and the word spread. So I, and suddenly people start to looking at us as the vehicle to help their lives and not the, oh, they come the process guys, they will make us a lot of boring questions, they will force us to this and that. No, for us, having that define that operation operating model really helped us yeah so it sounds like uh you probably went too broad which i think is the tendency we do that as pms with products as well yeah you focused and we call that approach the speedboat you found a couple of things that you could make really fast progress show success early and then that made rolling it out i guess more broadly a lot easier yeah exactly yep Annabella, thank you so much for your time. I think I have a much better picture of what product ops is. The value prop there makes a lot of sense. Uh, having these folks really focused on making the rest of the PM group more effective, more productive. Uh, so thanks for sharing your experience and we would love to have you back on the podcast sometime. Okay, thank you for having me here. And if you feel free to, to share my uh, LinkedIn. And if someone wants some help, I do some coaching about, about leadership and product operations. If you want to discuss some topic, so feel free to reach out. Great. Thanks again. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Annabella and know a lot more about product ops than you did when the podcast started. If you like what you heard, give us a like, give us a comment, 
and we will see you next time.